0: It's this idea that you are not your thoughts. But then who the heck am I? <laughs> we're missing the point. Like we lost the plot. <laughs> we're drawn to do and to give and to serve and but also to to be to be quiet.
1: Truth is like a magnet that's drawing us to it.
0: Being here in the world, we're learning so much in so many different ways.
1: Right, Hello and welcome. I am so happy to be joined today by Pamela Seelig, who began practicing yoga more than 25 years ago when an illness interrupted her Wall Street career. She started meditating as a complementary therapy, which led to a lifelong pursuit of perceiving yogic wisdom. She completed her teacher training originally in 2006 at Integral Yoga in New York, then she began teaching friends at a local convent in New Jersey, and her classes grew and grew. In 2009, she opened a thriving yoga studio in her community. After after rewarding nine years, she sold the studio and began working on her first book published by Shambhala on September 28th. Uh, it is titled Threads of Yoga, Themes, Reflections, and Meditations to Weave into Your Practice. Finally, along with Hatha Yoga, Pam is a certified integral yoga, raja, and meditation instructor. So Pamela, thank you so much for being here today.
0: No, Thank you for having me, Avi.
1: Hmm. So the first question I just want to ask is, why did you decide to write a book?
0: Well, it was uh, an idea that was percolating for a long time. Um, When I was teaching a lot, um, you know, several classes a week or a day, I was always looking for a book. That would help me bring yoga philosophy into a class. Um, sometimes uh, inspiration would happen, and I would be able to do it. But you know, when life got busy, I would always try to just find a book that would give me some inspiration, some quotes, some stories. You know, I would make the class my own, but I just needed some some ideas, and I just really could never find a book that would help me with that. I found there's some great books with yoga philosophy, some commentaries on the text, and that was wonderful to study. But I was just looking for, you know, ideas in a format that would help as a teacher. So that started the idea. But then as I was writing it, um, there are a lot of students wanted more information than what you can typically get in a 60 minute or 90 minute class. Um, And when they asked, most of the time I would say, you know, maybe try do a teacher training, even if you don't want to teach, it'll deepen your practice. But a lot of students don't want to take a teacher training. You know, they're not interested in that. Um, so I wanted to write the book for them as well. People that want a little more info that are practicing yoga, but are interested in the philosophy, maybe not quite ready to dive into the texts. And then for, for people that are not interested in the physical practice. Um, that maybe have other physical practices, really aren't drawn to the postures, but kind of want to know what is all the fuss with this 3000 year old practice that's still a thing. Um, And so I think the book sort of uh, can help those three groups, which I know is a large audience, but um, I just think this information is information that everybody should know, um, sort of the basics. So that's really what got me to to write the book. Hmm.
1: Why do you feel that it's information that everybody should know? Why is it so important?
0: Well, as I was learning, um, especially when I came across the Yoga Sutras, and there there were so many things that I learned that were really helped me, and I thought, "Gosh, I wish I knew this before." or Everyone should know this. Like that was sort of my last, you know, 25 years. Little, you know, light bulbs would go off and everyone should know this. And it was really, I think if I could boil it down, it was the idea of when I first learned that you are not your thoughts. You know, yoga is the quieting of the mind. That's the the second sutra. Okay, yoga is the quieting of the mind. And then you sort of get, into that for years or decades, trying to get your head around that idea. Like, how am I going to quiet the mind? Um, but it took me a long time to think of or go to the next sutra, really, like why? You know, why quiet the mind? And it's this idea that you are not your thoughts, but then who the heck am I? <laughs> so. The next sutra, sutra three sort of, you know, it kind of hit me again, like a, like a, uh, like lightning was, um, then the seer abides in her true nature. So if you quiet the thoughts, you can find who you are. You can, you can get into that depth of your being. That's why we do it. But even before we do the practices, The idea that just the idea that you are not your thoughts in our culture, in the Western modern culture, can just right there help so much suffering. Because even if you don't have the the techniques yet or the ability to do it, the idea that, that that's possible even is hope. And, you know, for me, that was a big thing.
1: Yeah. For me too, and I think many of us. It's interesting. It really powerfully impacted me a long time ago, but now it's been coming up more recently. Like I'm listening to other people talk about it and the moments of transformation that they have when they hear I am not my thoughts and realize that that this is true. Mm-hmm. So
0: and I yeah. Sorry, when I when I um sort of remember, like, when I first learned that, and, you know, really learned it, like, in my body, um, it hit me so hard that even now I get emotional, because um, it's the start of not suffering, that idea, so, and it's such a simple idea, it's such an idea that, again, it's not in our mainstream culture, although I do believe it's, coming it's 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 right there now there's so much talk about um be authentic and you be you you know that's like you know kind of a modern thing um be yourself so it's kind of the start of okay wait well then who is that how do i get there and to me that's that's the crux of yoga that is what the teachings are showing the way. And now I think our modern culture is actually asking that, you know, be authentic, you be you, Um, all these kinds of now, even like slogans, it's it's a really good start.
1: So when you're feeling emotional about this, is it connected with the amount of suffering that maybe you've experienced, believing that you are your thoughts?
0: That that's a, probably a part of it. Um, for me, when I uh, when I feel um, a powerful truth, I feel it in my body, and it and it comes up as being feeling that choked up feeling of um, of emotion. Um, that's just my response to to truth. Um, whether I'm feeling it or I'm hearing it or someone is speaking, it's, it's just a response that I have. So I experience that uh, often in my classes when I teach not often, but if I'm teaching, I sometimes have to pause and explain sometimes that I get emotional, (laughs) not to worry. It's just, it's just how my body responds. And I used to not, I used to be very afraid of that and that response and really just you know, try not to let it move, but now I know it'll, it'll, it'll pass, just kind of let it go. So, um, to me, it's a good sign now. It's a, it's a sign of, uh, of uh, getting a little bit deeper. Not that I planned it or wanted to do it during a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, totally it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Do you feel grateful that you've connected more with your true self? that you've discovered that you're not your thoughts.
0: Yes. Yes. Extremely grateful. I feel like it's, it's given my life meaning. It's what my life is about. It's, I feel like it's almost like, you know, every part of my life had its purpose. And, but that was the beginning of a new part of my life, a part of my life that was, directed from my own deeper self which of course is connected to everyone so it's it's it was living life the way that um a joyful free happy way although that's not to say there's not suffering and all the emotions are present it's just that was the beginning of of waking up which I know it's a process, it's not that I'm self-realized by any means, it's just that little bit of light now can, can, you know, start the process down the path a little bit
1: easier. So do you, do you think that you're still in the midst of this process where you get caught in your thoughts and believing that you are your thoughts and then remembering that, okay, no, I am not my thoughts. And are you finding yourself kind of moving back and forth? And as you're practicing this, are you able to spend maybe less time believing that you're your thoughts?
0: Yes, that's really what it is. It's not, I don't have the ability to not be in my thoughts. I'm in my thoughts, but now I'm catching myself and having moments of, you know, being, in just awareness and being present or whatever the words that you use for that, uh, in the now, mindful, um, spacious, but most of the time I'm in my thoughts. And when I feel that anxiety or stress or that pain, that's a little help in a way, cause it catches me and I can come out, remember who I am, maybe even use the inner mantra, who am I to catch myself and then come back. And that's that's just the process. But the idea, again, just the idea of knowing no matter how much suffering is occurring, that at some point there will be space there's techniques that you have to, to make the space. I may not be able to do it in this particular moment when I'm being triggered or when there's three things happening and I'm just in it, in it. Um, but I know I'll be able to take a breath in a minute. And to me, that is, that's the information that everyone should have. Even if you can't do it, even if it's just an idea, even if the practice hasn't set in yet, it's possible. It's, and it's there. It's already here. It's, it's, we don't have to really do anything other than undo.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's what Swami sachidananda used to call himself. I mean, undo.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <sighs> you know, listening to you and just feeling into this, this presence into the now, and then also hearing what you said about, you know, everyone experiencing this, at least that's what, I, what what I'm connecting, right? Is it, what about it is so powerful that you feel everyone should experience it? Just not having thoughts, just resting in the peace of the present. Why is that something that's so dear to you that you want everyone to experience it?
0: Hmm. Well, I think that being being a human, coming into this world, having a mind, having all of our senses, looking at the external world, Experiencing the world is a beautiful thing. The world is amazing and our human bodies are amazing that we can perceive and feel and sense. But it's so beautiful. It's it's like the shiny object that we can't look away from. We're missing the point, like we lost the plot. (laughs) The, the, The reason that we're here we can never know if we're just looking on the outside and just looking, uh, being driven completely by our senses. It's, it's like we're losing who we are. And while it's, it, it's a nice distraction, we can have a nice life and do, it's, it's a small fraction of who we really are and what we're capable of. its uh, And it leads to suffering because if we live our lives just on the, on the superficial level, and I don't mean that in a negative way, I just mean not knowing any, anything other than that inner narrator in your head and cultural conditioning and just doing the regular thing, living your life, it's it can be pleasant, but there's there's deeper there's deeper meaning, and you'll miss it if you don't quiet that mind. You'll miss it, and it's a it's a tragedy. And the other thing is, the world needs you. <laughs> the world doesn't need that inner narrator in your head, um, being defensive or letting the ego rule the rule the uh every decision um the world needs the the you that's underneath that we all do as a society as a as a world so the world will miss out if you don't develop yourself to your own potential um and again it's already there it's not that you have to do anything it's just a perspective shift that's really all that it is so it's and and that's why it's for yourself but it's also for everyone it's probably why we're here is to get to this deeper part of ourselves and then share that um, but you'll miss it if you don't come out of the mind come out of the thoughts <laughs>
1: oh, I love that so is the mo- most important thing to do, perhaps, to do nothing?
0: I think that's a great start.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that is not, necessary. maybe simple, but not so easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I think most of us haven't been practicing resting in this place. Right. And at first does it seem like boring? Like, okay, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm not going to think about it. I mean, this is, I think how people, many people feel about meditation too. Um, So it's like how to explain like someone like me or you, that, that we love this so much. And we had this discovery that's helped us in our lives. How can, and we want to share it. Right. How can we explain like the benefit? That's why I, I was asking about that what we're receiving from this experience of losing, you know, Swami Satchananda calls it the little eye, right? The little eye the little and the big eye and moving from the little eye into the big eye. Um, and you know, I was considering this yesterday and actually the word that came to me was enjoy. It's like, what's happening in in that space is actually like, That's where we can actually enjoy the experience of being alive, right? And we need to slow down in order order to do that. I need to slow down in order to do that. If I'm just moving, 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 I'm not stopping to appreciate uh, and drink in what's happening in my life.
0: It's a fine balance because We're just our personalities were drawn to do and to give and to serve and but also to to be to be quiet. I think, you know, your question about how do you explain it? I think it's hard because it does sound incredibly boring or terrifying, you know, for a lot of people. Terrifying. This idea of getting quiet and Still, um, but I do think that it's only at a certain point where you're drawn to this idea. It ha- you have to get to this point where the outside uh, goals or the cultural kind of conditioning of what you're supposed to do and what is the most important thing When you sort of get the, oh, wait, I don't think so. Or, you know, maybe it's because, you know, you just know innately money's not going to do it for me. Things aren't going to do it for me. Or maybe you made a lot of money and you're like, wow, still the same. I feel terrible or different or you just innately have that wisdom. I think you kind of have to get there first, before you will even believe someone who tells you that it's really about going within and finding that happiness within. I I just don't think you would even believe it unless you're at that point. But I feel really strongly now that a lot of people are there, (laughs) like everyone's getting there. even though the world is chaotic and there's it's a lot of negativity, maybe that's bringing this more to the surface in a way. But I do think what there's a lot of very hungry people for. Well, then what if if I'm what's the point? What's the point? That's I think that question is hanging out there in a big way right now. Hmm.
1: What's the point? Would you say that you are hopeful, that you have faith um, in the way everything is unfolding, right? From my interactions with people, it seems that that is a very rare perspective even to take on, that more of the popular perspective is that like, oh my gosh, everything is like crumbling and crashing and we're not going to a good place. Uh, I'm curious which of those perspectives um, you find yourself taking.
0: I find myself in an extremely hopeful place. Not to say we're at a could be at a precipice. <laughs> it could be very bad, but that's out of my control, so I'm not I'm not thinking of that. I just feel people are drawn drawn now. I mean, look at yoga. Yoga is very popular. And I know it's physical yoga, people are going for the workout. Uh, or, you know, even just stress relief, not so much anything deeper, but people are drawn in different ways to, I feel now, especially, and I really see it in younger people. They're just not buying into um, the, the, the conditioning of just get more stuff, get more toys, you know, work harder, longer hours, and you'll be happy. Um, I just don't. Th- I think the younger people are not buying into it as much. I know that's a little naive, but I, I, I feel that that's. I feel that that's true. That the more people are drawn to meditation, to looking within, science is now researching the benefits of meditation, where before that was completely ridiculous. Not too long ago, um, this idea of alternative meditation, uh, medication, medicine even, or um, the subtle body. And I just think science is even coming on board and we don't see it because we're in it. But if you look back, I think things have changed dramatically even in, in that world. So I have a lot of hope. Hmm.
1: Do you think about education at all, like the way that children are spending their times and their time and whether, whether we could do better and how important that is, because we talk, we we spoke before about, you know, undoing. And that's what I noticed is so many adults, like we're trying to undo kind of some of this programming And of course, you know, our parents are extremely influential on us, but also our school where we're spending so much time. Um, And I just wonder about a world in which maybe we get it right more from the start with children, how they're spending their time, and there's not as much undoing that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, I think our... School. I'm not an expert in this area for sure, but I do think our school system, the major public sk- system, private system is an old structure. So it's gotta change for the new way. Like everything, all of this big structures I think are changing, even, even banking, it's changing. Cryptocurrency is not going away. So it's really changing that system. And along with all the old ones, it's time, it's time.
1: Yeah. So what I think about is truth, right? Actually, a Swami here said to me once, um, that truth is like a magnet that's drawing us to it. And that has been one of the most profound things I've ever heard. And I think about all the time because it's given me so much hope because I believe that it's true. And that's what I hear you saying too, is like just from experience we learn and, and we're constantly learning what is true and moving in that direction, right? Like never getting there, but perhaps always moving, moving closer. Mm-hmm.
0: I forget which one of the texts uh, talks about that, the iron filings to a magnet. We're all like iron filings going toward a magnet. And I, I, I feel that way too. I think it's just a natural drawing too. And now with technology, with this global information east west the yoga wisdom is available for for all um that if you have if you are being drawn at least now it's available you can find the teachings the book a teacher uh you can find it out there so it'll happen more quickly than it has in the past
1: Yeah, fingers kind of, crossed. <laughs> right, I think you know m- many of us. Yeah, you know, we want it to happen faster, right? And it's the same thing like with other people and wanting to like share the experiences that that we've had. But like what you said, um, I think is really true. Is like people need to discover things in their own time when when they're ready. What I find is one of the more challenging aspects that I've gone through in my life and some of the tapasya or the fire um, is um, trying to share. Really, with other people. And then they're not accepting. And then I feel a certain way about them, you know, not accepting and just letting go of that and just focusing on myself. This is what I can control and having faith in being an example and really stepping into that a little bit more. It's like the best thing I can do is just keep working on myself, be an example. Hopefully, someone else sees something in the right time that's beneficial for them. That's it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, suffering sometimes is is purposeful and the world is suffering now especially our country in the pandemic and um, there's so much suffering and sometimes if it's used in the right way it it'll it'll bring you in the right direction that you need to go so the purpose of the suffering may be for people to find things like Yoga to find truth in whatever way they can to quiet, learn how to quiet the mind because it's too painful. Not that you wish pain on anyone or you don't want anyone to be in pain, but sometimes well, I know for me, that was the only thing that would have turned me in this direction. I was full full steam the other way.
1: <laughs> There's nothing so, that a friend or family member would have ever said to you that would have redirected, redirected you. It was, it was because you got sick, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. No, no one would have been able to tell me that. Uh, No, no person. I I had to discover these ideas initially on my own. And then I was very fortunate that I had, you know, wonderful teachers that just came in front, in front of me at the right time. And, but that initial, it had to be, I had to, in a way, earn it. (laughs) I had to suffer, and uh, and I don't think that's unusual. I think everyone can to s- tell you their story.
1: This idea, you know, about suffering—that it's happening for us, not to us—is such a powerful concept. And I've really been working with that one. Um, it's like just the suffering is so like to be in it, and to think that oh, this is happening for me. The universe is trying to teach me something. And that's why it's happening. Mm Wow. It's challenging for me to do that.
0: Very, it's definitely, you don't want to hear that when you're in it, (laughs) but if you look back in your life, even the littler things, like you see how, um, how they did hone your character. And so you, so it, it, it's a, it makes you at least suffer less as we all have to go through things in this life. So, Knowing that I do think at least doesn't add to the suffering, having that information, having that, that knowledge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. If, if you can glimpse it just a little bit or remember it, maybe a little bit faster uh, yeah. when it subsides, <laughs> it starts to subside then. Yeah. Cause it's, I think it's true. I mean, that's the whole thing. If it's true, then it's um, a key that unlocks the door of liberation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, you know, what you were, you were saying about, you know, discovering who you really are. Right. So it's not the thoughts. Um, Can you share about that? Like who, who are you really then?
0: Well, for me, when I was first studying the sutras and I got to that second sutra, so not very far, yoga is the quieting of your mind. You know that right there kind of kind of blew my mind. So I had to spend a couple of decades there, <laughs> figure that out. Like, you know, and and the other sutras, of course, that the, the Eight Limbed Path teaches you how to quiet mind and gives you the roadmap. So so there's lots of fodder there to work with. And I never really went to that third sutra. I didn't really I didn't really see the benefit of it until more recently, like in the last five years when it was like, and then the seer abides in her true nature, then, then I, I realized, oh, and that almost spurred me on in a way, like the quieting of the mind kind of went a little to the side and I, I was more delving like, okay, what's there then? And, and that, you know, is still obviously the, the journey that I'm on, but what, what I think I found so far and um, is, of course, words like peace and bliss are just letters in a row, like in a certain order. So they're not really, but it's more than that because it's, it's this, um, it's understanding that this, that we're in, this world, isn't the reality that it's it's here for us. I'm not sure why. I don't know if we get to know why at this, you know, while we're here, but it's not the reality. And again, that makes it that's a different perspective and even though we're going to be suffering, we're going to have all of our emotions, our feelings, it gives you that little bit of space and that little telescopic view that helps. And It also, it shows shows the connection. So as you go deep, you realize it's not so much about you, that there's this bigger reality. And these again are just words. And I think the koshas, knowing, understanding that we have five bodies, we don't just have a physical body. And that least dense body, the Anandamaya Kosha, is really what we're we're delving into. That abide in our true self is we're connecting to that that body of one of humanity, and and that's kind of who we are. Not that we lose our individuality, but I do think that being here in the world, we're learning so much. In so many different ways that we bring that to those lessons. We bring that to the table. We bring that to the Anandamaya Kosha. We, that's what we're, I think that's what we're doing. We're learning and then, and then sharing for all in this way. And that to me is just so fascinating and so mysterious and so beautiful you know and helpful in this world so to me this is a worthwhile pursuit to say the least to for and to share this idea i don't have all the answers certainly i don't uh, know anything more than anyone else i just feel that what the sages, the saints, the avatars were saying, sounds a little bit fantastical if you grew up in our normal world. But if you just delve a little bit, you can find out for yourself that it's true. Like crazy, but it's true. And you don't have to be a holy person. You don't have to be perfect. You don't. No, just do uh, some practices with a pure, with you know, pure intention and you can find out for yourself that this is true. And again, everyone needs to know this. You don't have to believe it. Just try for yourself. If this is of interest, try for yourself and you don't have to do much and you will will be shown that, that there is more to you than is really describable. From another person or from a book. I guess you can look at the words and feel from the words, but but you can do it yourself. And it's not that hard.
1: What is it? What does it really take? And what's the obstacle for having that self-discovery? To me, what, what comes to me is speed more than anything else. It's that. The speed if i'm going really really fast i i'm not stopping to discover the truth what you're talking about to find out for myself it's almost like a running away from it um so if it's if i can just slow down right that's how that's my simplest answer it's just it's just a question of speed and and just asking that like how fast am i moving and what happens if i slow down
0: well i think when we when you say what's stopping us i think that we all based on our where we choose to be brought up our parent our families our personalities that we have we all put these kind of hurdles for ourselves based on that and then so you're aware so you know what your tendency is and where where you're knowing yourself and how how you can reach these new levels and bring what you're bringing to the table and somebody else has a different experience and they're going to have to get over their their way And so, so another path might work for them and, but everyone's unique. So this discovering who you are, when you discover that, you also get information that will help you go deeper for your own self, for your own tendencies, for your own, because the beautiful thing is we're all different. And there is that one truth because we're all connected to it. We are it it's not even a connection but this idea of um how to do it it's it's like well (laughs) (laughs) look at who you are and what your tendencies are and and it's going to be your own customized self you know you there's nobody can do it for us
1: yeah many paths one truth
0: yes Yeah. yeah And, and I do think we pick it because, well, again, when you look back and you see what you learned and your childhood lessons and who you were, and what you had to overcome and what and what you know now and what you can share, it's unique to your experiences and your learning. So it's, you know, I think even if you have a really tough situation, that's going to really pan out well for you.
1: <laughs> mm. but- Yeah, I also heard you linking a little bit to the the discovery of the true self abiding in my true nature and also feeling, sensing this connection uh, being a part of something larger than myself. So is that just naturally what happens too? Is that by, by connecting with my true nature, I feel less alone. Or I realize that the truth is is maybe I'm not as alone as I thought I was.
0: Mm, that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. The, um, that sense of isolation that we all have and loneliness, it's part of the lesson. like the, I think that's part of what spurs us on, because it doesn't work. It's not our nature. It's not who we, we need. We just need we need connection and i think the more we grow the more connection we need in a way so so that realization that we're 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 all connected we're all one um, it's just part of the part of the part of the beautiful understanding and learning and the you know the sadness of being stuck in your mind you're being stuck in that sense of isolation
1: and competition, I might say mm-hmm. as well, right? Cause this is in direct conflict. Like if I am everyone else, am I connected to this larger thing? Then what, what is there to compete against when I spent my whole life um, trying to be better, get more than other human beings?
0: Right. Survival, survival of the fittest, right. That idea. It's um yeah, it doesn't really apply when you know. Um, and again, when you know you're not your mind or your thoughts or that that narrator, we have a mind. It's not bad or anything. It's so the mind is good. It's a nice. We need it. It's our it's our sense of reason, but when we know that's not who we are, it's it's not far away <laughs> that we realize we're connected. That we're not alone that this even again, even science now with this understanding of quantum physics, everything is energy. So right there this 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 is an illusion even uh, from a scientific viewpoint that we're separate. we're all energy. we're all made up of the same stuff, this chemistry and and we use this this body and this idea of illusion um to learn i think i'm not sure of the whole general purpose of the reason that we're here but it seems that learning getting closer to the truth is is part of this process
1: you feel that your purpose is connecting with the truth
0: for me yes i think that that's my purpose at this point there may be a bigger purpose that i'm not aware of i'm not sure of but for me getting closer to the truth is 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 seems helpful and useful in this life so that's that's what i'm doing i don't know what the big picture is though
1: <laughs> is there a part of like the truth is right it's like the truth is is that i will never know the truth completely right like that's an aspect of the truth is giving it up giving up the knowing
0: mm-hmm. yeah. exactly i and i it's okay to have some surprises <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i i think the idea that you're on the right path you don't have to see what's 20 steps ahead but you feel that, you know, when things are flowing, you're on the right path. You have that sense of joy. You're moving forward. That's enough. That's enough for me at this point.
1: (sighs) Yeah. It's enough for me too. Thank you for reflecting that back to me. It's really useful. Thank you so much for this time. It's complete treat and honor. Um, to meet you, Pamela. And thank you so much for what you're doing for investigating the truth and, and for sharing. Um, your book is not out yet. It comes out in about 10 days. Is that right? On the yeah, 28th? September
0: 28th, it comes out. So by the way, thank you for, have, for having me, Avi. I really enjoyed this conversation as well.
1: I'm so glad. Uh, and if people wanted to be in touch with you, what's the best way? We'll put some information in the show notes, but um just what's the best way to someone for someone to reach out if they wanted to. Uh, connect.
0: Everything's on my website. It's com.
1: Beautiful. All right. Thanks so much again, Pamela.
0: Thank you. Pleasure. So nice to talk.
1: Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, please feel free to share and subscribe.